The holiday times is a time for family, friends, and to enjoy the things in life that make it so special. Unfortunately, the holiday experience can be a difficult time for some as they reflect on or experience the loss of a loved one um, or are dealing with some struggles um, with their own life. Uh, and with me to talk about the holiday season is Ashley McGurda Deer, psychotherapist and founder and president of the Washington Therapy Fund. Good morning, Ashley. Hi, good morning. How are you? I am doing good. I'm, I'm happy to be here this morning with y'all. <laughs> well, it's good to have you on. Um, Ashley, let's talk a little bit about the holiday season because it is a time that can trigger uh, emotions in some people as they are used to sharing time, food, and memories during the holiday season uh, with friends and loved ones uh, as they think about some of these loved ones who may not be with them uh, anymore. Um, and like I said, sometimes trigger some different emotions. You know, how difficult can this time of year be for some people? For some people, this time of year can be extremely difficult because you're dealing with the holidays, maybe exacerbated stressors related to grief for those um, who you loved who are no longer with you during this holiday season, as well as seasonal depression because it starts to get darker earlier, it's colder, and all of these things impact our well-being and take a toll on how stressed out we are. Right. And Ashley, uh, let's talk a little about, as we bring this to conversation as well, the seasonal depression bit, because we don't hear people talk very much about the seasonal depression, you know, but we, you know, we do hear about, um, you know, people kind of being um, depressed um, here in the Pacific Northwest, more so than other places, because it's, you know, it, it rains a lot, it's cloudy and things of that nature. But uh, certainly, can you talk a little bit about the seasonal depression? Because I don't think it's something that we talk about enough in our community, and I don't know if enough of us have enough information to recognize uh, if it's impacting us individually or some of our friends and family. Definitely. And seasonal depression is something that really impacts people in the Washington region because we know it does rain more. It is often colder in the Pacific Northwest and some of those things that we deal with when it comes to environmental stress. And the the environment impacts our mental health in terms of how much sunlight are we actually getting. Um, so people who live in areas, regions like us, and even people who may live in Alaska or Iceland where it's darker most of the year, I'll encourage people to do things like light therapy um, and, you know, just paying attention to your body and to your mood, to your daily activities. That's Those are some of the ways that we can tell how we're impacted by stress, because sometimes we don't know, especially as people of color. You know, we are resilient beings and we are navigating this thing called life. So sometimes it's just normal to us um, that we don't think much about our stress, but our body will tell us. So I always encourage people to do like a daily head to toe assessment. You know, how is your head feeling? Are you starting to have headaches? migraines your neck is your neck like hurting are there any pains in your body that you haven't had before um what's your energy level like are you more fatigued um are you waking up and pressing snooze more often than you normally have um are you kind of dreading the day like oh i'm not really trying to go to work today more so um than you did before or is this a new thing um, and not even just yourself, but those around you, because it's important for us to be accountable to one another and check in with each other and also see how 
others in this space are navigating as the seasons change. Uh, we just had daylight savings, so, you know, it gets it's darker earlier. Um, so just paying attention to your children, your friends, your community members. Are you seeing them out? Did you used to attend a certain game every week and you're no longer seeing that person who used to be there anymore? Right. And Ashley, uh, speaking again about the, the holiday stress, I mean, you know, it's one of those things where, you know, people respond to the holidays differently. Uh, and then also people get used to a, a certain program that it relates to or schedule or routine as it relates to the holiday season as well. Um, and oftentimes without recognizing that, you know, people who might be a part of their family or their network might be going through some different or, or some difficult times or some trying times, as well, you know, and, you know, how important is it for people to navigate not only for themselves but to others um, to make sure they're not putting additional burdens that they might not realize on their friends and families um, that might be going through some different things this season? I think it's extremely important, and I think right now we're in a season where we're coming in third year of being in a pandemic, you know, so everyone has experienced some sort of loss during the pandemic, uh, whether it was the loss of life or just loss of your ability to go outside, go to the gym, go to the places that you normally enjoy, because we all have been in this pandemic together. So I think with that being said, it's important to be mindful that we all have been experiencing the stressors of life, not only with the pandemic, but exacerbated racial stressors from the George Floyd protests, all of the things that are still happening within the world overall as a collective. So I think it's important to give one another grace and to just enter this season with ease. The way we did things in the past, we cannot continue to do because it didn't necessarily serve us well. So if you were a person during the holidays who did a lot of things, put a lot of things on other people, a lot of planning, you expected people to show up, I would say drop those expectations. Um, one, for yourself, so that you're not let down, you're not feeling stressed out and overwhelmed and just recognizing like, hey, we may need to pivot because people are still experiencing some of the the after after effects of of covid and everything else that has been happening in life so i say just you know be graceful take things with ease have a budget some people you know lost their jobs and may just now be returning back to work um but still have all of those past bills from the years prior say didn't have a job, or maybe they were the breadwinner because they were considered an essential worker, and then they had to pivot and put a lot of funds into caring for other family members and other people who may be out of work. So I, I think we just have to remember that these things are still fresh. Um, so again, you know, budget, be realistic, um, reduce your mental load, do things that you can to, to take things off your plate during this season. And that may be investing in a paper plate. So you don't have to wash the dishes every day in terms of literally taking things off your plate. All right. And actually, you bring up a good point because, you know, I, I don't think a lot of people are, are reflecting on where we are, where we've been. I mean, we're still in the pandemic, even though uh, quite a few people want uh, are acting like we're no longer in, into a pandemic, which, you know, whatever, make, however people want to navigate, that's, that's fine. But uh, it bring up a good point with all the different things that have, have occurred over the last two or three, almost three years now. And it seems like 
uh, many people, um, if not most people, really hadn't had a chance to really decompress. And that decompression um, probably, um, you know, weighs in on their uh, mental state right about now, whether it's something that, you know, seems small and minor or something that might be a little more major. It's still people haven't really having a chance to really just decompress. How important is that decompression factor that relates to, um, your, you know, stress management and things of that nature? I hate to go really dark, but it is as important as life and death. And I say this because I did hospice therapy for a number of years, and I've seen the devastating implications of what happens when we do not decompress, when we do not de-stress ourselves. I have sat at the bedsides of hundreds of individuals and watched them pass away from chronic stress-related illnesses, preventable illnesses. Uh, my own grandmother passed away from a stroke. The leading cause of stroke is related to stress. And I could tell you firsthand, my grandmother was extremely stressed out. So it is literally the difference between life and death. We have to decompress. We have to take things off of our plate. We have to care for ourselves. It, it, we literally have to. There's no other way that we will continue to be and continue to exist unless we put this at the forefront. And like you said, we're still in a pandemic. COVID is still a very real thing. And before even getting out of this, there's other things, monkeypox, all of these other things that continue to pop up, that continue to happen. So we're kind of in a constant state of stress. But what we can do is we can manage our bodies, what we put in our diets. Um, what do we do to manage the stress? Progressive muscle relaxation. I encourage people to do that. It's, it's free. You can YouTube, Google, progressive muscle relaxation. And the science behind it basically is that because we deal with so much stress, our bodies become tight, tighten our, our muscles. So when we do progressive muscle relaxation, we relax the stress that's within our body. And for me, I see that as a stress that's, that's killed millions of people. Stress is literally one of the number one killers. So decompression is, is core. It's what we all need to do. Right. And uh, Ashley, as we kind of wrap up this conversation a little bit, uh, can we talk a little bit about uh, support, um, both uh, professional support uh, and the um, importance of that, but also uh, the support of uh, friends, family, and loved ones, because that can be equally, if not more important, um, during this time of year and helping people to uh, manage um, stress and their mental health. Exactly. Um, support is huge. It's something that we all need. Um, we all were created on this earth with other beings. You know, we were not put here alone or in isolation and we've been in seasons where we've had to isolate some people are still isolating because they're high risk haven't been able to come out of their homes um, and not able to be around a lot of people because of their own um, th their own health status and just trying to protect themselves but you know it's important to check in on each other um, there's that saying you know checking on your strong friend it's really checking on ev everybody and there's different ways we can check in, whether it's calling, stopping by, sending a card. Um, and it doesn't even have to be monetary, you know, just your presence alone um, and being a listening ear, being a supportive ear, um, I, I think is, is very pivotal, especially during this time, during the holidays, 
when so many people are grieving, so many people have lost loved ones, and they may just feel really alone, like there's nobody there for them. Right. And Ashley, uh, last question for you. Um, you know, during this time of year, stress management, mental health, um, can you kind of talk about um, the self-care aspect of it and, and things that people might um, need to be aware of or pay attention to? Um, I know you talked about some things earlier, like if they're feeling uh, pain in their neck and uh, things of that nature. But, you know, it, are there some things that people should be aware of and take into consideration that might be a sign they might need to, you know, take a break or sit down or, um, you know, just cut back on some of their uh, activities and um, just to really get a, a break and kind of re, uh, refresh and re-energize themselves? Yeah, I think anyone who is not caring for themselves and taking time to unapologetically spend time with self needs to needs to start doing that. So that's one sign right there. Are you even doing anything for self? And there's a huge misconception about what self-care is. When I'm asking individuals, how do they care for themselves? Most people will tell me, you know, they're spending time with their family, their friends, their kids, their spouses. And it's like, okay, well, that's that's beautiful, but that's not self-care. You're, you're doing those things with other individuals. Or it's like, oh, I get my hair done, I get my nails done, all of these things. And it's like, okay, yeah, that's nice, but that's, that's basic hygiene. Okay, so let's take it a little bit deeper. Self-care should be something that is literally just about you. Um, it nourishes your mind, your body, your soul. Um, and that could be as simple as, you know, writing, journaling. Um, but does that nourish your mind, your body, your spirit? If you don't enjoy writing, that's not going to be something that's going to serve you well. Um, going for a walk, you know, something that brings you joy and clarity. And it could just be like 10, 15 minutes to where you're taking that time out for self, not including it with anybody else. It's important to do things in community. We just talked about support and what that looks like. But it's also important to spend time with yourself because you're literally in your body 24-7. You wake up to you, you go to sleep to you. So how do you nourish that that body um, and I don't think I answered the question earlier about resources and actual support. So, you know, there are therapists, there are clinicians available um, during this time to support you. And again, pastors, friends, um, it doesn't necessarily have to look like me in terms of an actual clinician. There's, there's peer supports, people with lived experiences who can sit with you in a way a clinician may not be able to because they have those lived experiences that you've also gone through. And, of course, you can find a clinician that has similar lived experiences as well, so then you get the whole roundabout. Right. Well, Ashley, I want to thank you for joining us on today's show and just speaking directly to our community about this, and hopefully, um, you know, we put people in a position to, um, you know, help themselves and help some others um, during this ho uh, holiday season. Thank you. Thanks for having me and having this conversation. And I hope that everyone really takes the time to just care for themselves, one another. And, you know, take it easy. Give yourself grace. If you don't do things the way you did it last year or the year before, that's okay. All right. Thanks again, Ashley McGirt-Adair, um, for joining us on today's show. And have a great weekend.